This is a Mind Trading Podcast. I'm Jamie Usher. We're talking self-development and mental health. Welcome back. Okay, so in this episode, it is my chat with the amazing Matt Grant. And Matt and I spoke at the end of last year, so I'm a little bit late getting this one out. I'm sorry. Anyway, my chat with Matt is amazing. Matt is amazing. Matt has a passion that is very rare in the mental health field, an energy that is very, uh, very rare also. He's got an insight that is very rare as well. He doesn't mind sharing his own true life, real experiences with building mental health uh, and his self-development journey as well. One of the things I really love about Matt, he's so real, as real as you could get with someone that talks about their own mental health and self-development and that kind of stuff. Uh, You'll see him and listen to him when he's talking about his own journeys and he's highly energetic and highly passionate and then he's very truthful when he's not feeling that way as well. But he's got a terrific and very rare insight into these areas. So definitely go and check out Matt and Matt's podcast, Real Life with MG, and check him out on his socials. You'll definitely get a lot out of him. As I said, he's got a rare energy and a rare experience, and he talks about it in a very real and relatable way. Very, very rare. You don't see it too much, so definitely check him out. I'll put the links in the show notes. And I guess the other thing is that Matt is now a friend of mine. Matt and I would be hanging out if we live close together, so I can't wait to actually meet him one day. Anyway, I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of this episode. I'll chat soon with you. Enjoy. How have you been? How have I been? I mean, how long have you got, Jamie? Um, look, I, I've been good, man. I've You've got um, 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've um, life's been interesting, to say the least, over the last little while. Like, I had my gym just shut down um, due to just, not just due to COVID, but, you know, a whole, a whole mixture of reasons, but I had to shut my gym down and yeah. So, look, I mean, the how are you question is a bit of an interesting one at the moment because I'm not doing great. To be yeah. perfectly honest, like I'm yeah. quite anxious and and flat right now, um, yeah. and um, it's just due to the fact that life's been stressful. Like, you know, I've got my three kids and my wife, and you know, like I said before, my gym shut down about a month ago, uh, and I'm just trying to figure out next steps. And you know, it's been hard to show up, man. It's been really hard to show up as the best dad, as the best, you know. Um, husband as the best, you know, business owner, like the best person I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm feeling, I feel like I've dropped the ball in, in, in several areas and, you know, it hasn't been fun, but like we all go through these times, right? You mm-hmm. know, like we all go through the, the, the highs and the lows and I'm in a bit of a low right now, um, you know, yeah. and it's not fun, uh, but I love this shit. Like right now, I love talking to you. Like I feel great right now. Like this is the stuff that I love doing, you know. So it's not like I could just podcast all day, every day, but, you know, I, I try and find happy things to do in every single day. And um, this is one of those things. So like, honestly, thank you for, thank you for having me on because you've definitely changed. You've, I've got like a spring in my step now, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Uh, no, I'm I'm stoked to hear that. But um, with with yourself, something I've noticed is like, yeah, you, you've you've become very very good. Even actually, well, even when I first kind of got onto your page and all that kind of stuff, but I think you've really started to really refine it a, a lot more. Is like definitely channeling how you're feeling and like talking about it with people, which is which is exactly what is needed, needed for you and needed for everybody else. And you're able to channel this energy, even though you can tell sometimes you might not be feeling great, but you are. You actually are showing up for people to say, hey, this is happening to me. You don't have to necessarily always be the most um, inspiring person, um, like not just you, like all of us, but it's even if it's just us talking about how we're actually feeling. Because if we put out this fake persona that we're always great, that's it's not going to do people well. So I think that's a that's a fantastic thing that you do is that you'll get up there and you'll speak and you'll say, "Not feeling great today. This is how I'm feeling." And and then on the opposite side, you, you know, you'll say, "Well, you are feeling great sometimes as well, just as much." So you're just truthful. You're honest. You're authentic. That's that's the great thing. That's one of the greatest things about your energy, man. That's which is what I love. Well, one of the things I love anyway. So. Um, Am I, are you able to go into a bit of detail? Like what made you decide to, to kind of make that decision recently about shutting the gym? What, what ultimately made that happen? What do you, what, you know? 
what are you thinking? I can firstly thank you for saying what you just what, what you just said there. I, I I really appreciate it. I, you know, I'm such a big believer in vulnerability, and and you know, we spoke a bit about this on the podcast that you did with me um, last week or whenever it was. Yeah, but there's just such power in it, and it's not like every single person that asks you, how are you doing? You're like, yeah, I'm doing shit, you know, and bring a, a shitty vibe to everyone's lives. But yeah. being able to be open and honest helps other people be open and honest. And, yeah. you know, I'm just such a huge believer in that. Um, so thank you. But what, um, yeah, why did the gym shut? I fucking hated it. Really? Like I hated, I hated running a gym, like full stop, yeah. you know, and, you know, there was a few issues in there with, you know, a whole bunch of different things, you know, uh, I brought on a business partner. It didn't work out. You yeah. know, the guy who sold me the the gym in the first place, you know, it wasn't the right, you know, he kind of fucked me over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I swear quite a bit as well, as you know, um, I can rein it in, you know, I'm not sure if you mind. No, I, um, I, do, I, bleep out every swear word in my fucking podcast. There's no way I want you fucking swearing on this thing. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go nuts. I just thought to myself, I just thought, is he being serious right now? <laughs> go nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. And for me, and we can all relate to this, right? The gym for me was the big shiny object. For someone else, it might be the, the sports car or the big home or the nice watch or whatever. And yeah. for me, the pinnacle of being a personal trainer <laughs> was running a gym. You know, mm. and that's like, in my eyes, it was always the thing that you had to, that, that I had to do. And I always told everyone that, and I'm, I'm a man of my word and, yeah. you know, I did it, but I was running an outdoor business for like six or seven years, like mm. outdoor training, like boot camps and corporate groups and all this kind of stuff. And I was making great money yeah. and, but it was never enough because I always wanted to open a gym mm. and then I opened the gym and. It just didn't go the way that I thought it would go. Um, I put a lot of work in, obviously not in the right areas, but it. I could not. I couldn't get on top, if that makes sense. Like I feel like I was always chasing my tail when something, you know, would I'd pick up a few more members, but then a few members would leave, and you know, there was nothing about it that was enjoyable other than the the relationship I had with the members, mm -hmm. you know. I even, you know, I always thought that having the gym, I'd be able to walk around with pride and be able to kind of, when I said to people that I, I own a gym, I'd feel cool and all this kind of stuff, mm. but I didn't. I really didn't. I just, I saw the gym and I still still do see the gym as just a big freaking ball of stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I'm going into a job every day that I hate. Um, and look, I, it's hard for me to say that because I love the members and they know how much I love them. That's not the point. Mm. I'd be going into a job every day that it kept me overwhelmed, confused, anxious, angry, mm. you know, and I wasn't even making money really. Yeah. Like I was probably, I was so bad with my, um, I'm so bad with admin side of things. So <laughs> there was times where I was making money, but it was like, it was all over the shop. These huge bills would come in and, yeah. you know, obviously this takes a toll on the relationship I have with my wife and my kids. And um, like I said to you before, like I, I'm not, I, I definitely wasn't showing up as the person that I want to be. And, you know, I'm a really good person. I can say that I'm a really good person, but I don't show that because, you know, I turn into a fuckwit because I'm because I was just stressed and COVID hit once, COVID hit twice, or the lockdowns hit once, lockdown hit twice. The last lockdown was 16 weeks, you know, here in Sydney. And um I was getting used to the whole Zoom, running Zoom classes and all this kind of stuff. And it was two weeks before the gym was gonna open back up. And I just said to my wife, I'm like, I'm not gonna do it, eh? Like, I'm just, I can't, I open the doors. We're not going to make money for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to pay full rent straight away. You know, the government helped out a little bit, you know, and I'm so grateful for everything that, that they've done. But, yeah. you know, for me, it was like, I had clients that, that moved over, that moved moved away that wouldn't be joining the gym again because, you know, they saw it as an opportunity for them to change their lives. And, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just I had to bite the bullet. And rather than hanging on to this thing, just constantly hanging on and just going, cool, I'm going to make it work. More members are going to come through the door. I'm going to start to make money. I'm going to be happy. But the bottom line is it wasn't going to happen. And and I was just lying to myself, you know. Um, and I love this. I love podcasting. I love running events, you know. Uh, there's stuff that I've been doing over the years, like running mental health events and running health retreats and all this stuff that is my jam. Like, this makes me so happy. But I didn't do any of that anymore because I had this fucking gym that wasn't making me money and just stressed me out. So it had to go and it was a hard decision, but one that I made for I've made for my family. Everything I do is for my family. And, you know, I know how you speak about your daughter, you know, and that's the, their, their little faces. Me coming home and looking at my little one of my son's faces, Harry, he's like a freaking angel. They're all angelic, but Harry would look at me with this, you know, his, his big, beautiful face staring at me and I'd be fucking miserable and angry and sad and it just wasn't worth it. It's not worth it for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's, you know, in a, in, in, in a nutshell kind of what happened and what my thoughts were mm-hmm. around it, but um, am I happy that it's, that it's gone? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so happy that it's gone because I don't have to go back in and stress every Monday morning. Yeah. You know? Okay. So what's uh what are your plans now? I know we've got so much to talk about, but I wanna what 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 are your plans now? What are you thinking? What are you like taking that energy, what that not that not just like the stressful energy, but like that awesome energy that you've got, which is just like a like a zest. You've got this fucking awesome zest that you've got. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know, you've already started doing it in different ways with different podcasts stuff, but what are you what are you maybe doing now? Like, and then what are you seeing like future wise? Like what you know, what's happening with yourself? Look, this is the million dollar question, my friend, and this is why I am quite flat. at the moment because I'm really trying to, I know that the future is looking good. I know that. I know that I'm, this is, I suffer from depression, anxiety, panic attacks. I have a very low self-esteem. So Uh when I say something that I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. it doesn't come from a place of arrogance, but I'm, I feel like I'm destined for greatness. Okay. But I've just got these huge speed bumps in the way. If I was doing the things that I want to do, like putting on these bigger events and, you know, um, and ongoing health retreats and getting paid for my podcast and all of this stuff, my life would be fucking 10 out of 10, my friend, Uh you know? Yeah. Um, But I'm just not doing that. And I'm, this is where the confusion kicks in because it's like, I I know what I want to do. I just guess I'm not doing it. And I don't know how to completely get it started because at the moment I've still got a few outdoor sessions going on and I've got to make money. I'm, you know, I've yeah. taken so many leaps of faith in my life and my okay. wife's been by my side and I don't want to take another big leap, leap of faith and it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, she'll be with me through through thick and thin. Yeah. There's no no doubt in my mind, but you know, it's really hard to answer that question. It's just hard to think about the next little while, but I know the while after that is looking is is looking good because of how much I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this connection stuff. I love the, the any event that I've run, I've left there and I've just gone, that was incredible. I touched those people's lives. Okay. Because I'm so passionate about this and I enjoy this so damn much. Okay. Um I've just got to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, okay, that, that gives me a good avenue of where to go next. So, you've spoken about suffering, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and even, even uh, low self-esteem, which is, I'm so glad you said that one. Don't take me the wrong way. I mean, I'm so glad that you said that because you, <laughs> I, <get laughs> I mean, especially the low self-esteem one was uh, something I've experienced. So, let's get to that one soon. But uh, talk about those other things. How, how do they affect you? How have they maybe... When did you start realizing they, that they were affecting you? Well, I don't care if it's like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, and where, like, um, where did it start? Where did you most notice it? What was like a real significant event where you realized you're, kind of, you're impacted by these things? Oh, I know exactly. Um, <clears throat> so when I was when I, growing up, I was always, I was always, I don't think I had a mental illness as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always quite emotional. Throughout my like high school years, I played a lot of sport, you know, always had a girlfriend, um, you know, I was in the cool group, all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, life was, life, life was amazing. And 
I left school and I hit the drugs really hard. Like I was one of the last ones. A lot of my friends were taking drugs since they were like 14 and stuff like that, like party drugs. Yeah. And I was never the one that did it. I was always, it's not like I was a good boy, but mm-hmm. I just never, just, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not touching that shit. But I hit like 20 mm-hmm. and, you know, trip to Byron Bay with my mates. I thought, cool, if I'm ever going to do it, it's now. I'm single and whatever. And that led down a, a couple of years of just heavy drug taking. Nothing, just lots of the party drugs. I yeah. never to the bigger drugs like heroin and yeah, you know, no, I've been, been there. I totally understand. Yeah, you get it. You, get, <laughs> you understand. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not going to lie to you. It was the funnest time of my life. Oh, like, mate. yeah, like mate. music festivals. That like it's that good. Um, <laughs> but you know, with the the excess came sickness. You know, mm-hmm. I completely ruined my immune system and developed chronic fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, this is around about, I'm around about 21. Um, you know, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. You know, I was quite crazy about her, very mm-hmm. crazy about her. And then she kind of broke up with me, blessing in disguise, because she's a fuck. She's a fuckwit. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I shouldn't say a fuckwit. She's not the kind of person that I would want to be with now. And I get she, got she to might have, she might have. She might have acted like one. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's probably a better way to better, better better way to put it. But yeah, I didn't get treated very well by her and by a few other people around me, and mm-hmm. my world came crashing down. Right, yeah. so I got this chronic fatigue where I'm just I couldn't socialize with people. I couldn't see people anymore. You know, just had the breakup, and that turned into a bad depression. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't know what depression was, man. Like, I was yeah, 21, and my mum, I told my mum that I'm driving to work and I'm crying in the car before I start my my work, my, my boot camp that I'm running. Mm-hmm. And I wipe my tears, like it's in the middle of the day. I'd mm-hmm. slap my sunglasses on, yeah. you know, and then I'd go and take the, train this group, you mm-hmm. know, and then I'd leave and I'd be a bit more, you know, invigorated and whatever because I've just been around people and stuff. And, you know, I told my mum and she's just like, well, you might have depression. I'm like, what the hell's depression? Like mm-hmm. the Great Depression, like I'd never, I literally didn't know what the hell it was, and yeah. um, that started my mental health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's been how old am I now? I'm 33, so that's you know quite a while ago now, just over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but the next five years from that was really, really hard. Getting over, you know, I was still in the party scene. Because I, I couldn't miss out, man. I couldn't yeah. miss out. You know, I my friends are out partying and you know hooking up with chicks and doing all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't want to miss out on that stuff. So I kind of put on a, the bravest possible face I could. Yeah. Um, and I'd go out. Um, when you've got chronic fatigue and like a bad immune disease, like immune illness, I think you, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Your memory gets real bad. So I'd be out at night and I kind of forget where I was. Yeah. Like that's how bad it was, especially after drinking a little bit. And I just kind of look around and freak out a little bit and then think, oh, cool, I'm at the pub with friends. And, you know, my vision would be all blurry all the time. And it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I had to just keep this going because it's what a young lad does. You know, we go out, we party, we, yeah. you know, we have friends, we have partners, like, yeah. yeah. And then it's only over the last couple of years that I feel like I've really started to get on top of things and really started to understand what it actually is, uh, yeah. this depression thing, this anxiety thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, and this is me kind of today. Mm-hmm. So what what have you what do you think about depression now? What what do you think? What does it mean to you to to experience that? To have that? To have access to depression? What does it mean to you? What is it? What do you think it's telling you? Have you read the book? The book Lost Connections? No, no. Do you read? I can't remember oh. what you said. Yeah, audiobook. I, I, I read audiobook. I mean, it's generally, if it's some, if I can't get audiobook, I can get like a, a PDF copy, and my computer can read it to me as well. So I have, I definitely all have ways. So I think we were talking about books last time on your podcast. Yeah, so you, you, I gave yeah. you a book recommendation. So lost connection. There you go. 
There yeah. you go. You can you like this is Jamie. This is a must. This okay. is a must. This is like anyone who's kind of intrigued in in like the mental health game, you know, in any way, yeah. this is big. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, it's not ruining anything, but it's like this, this, the the book is a, a guy who's done all this research around antidepressants and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, he really gets you thinking about rather than having that chemical imbalance in your brain that everyone speaks about, you know, because that's what depression is, right? It's like, well, hang on a minute, have a look at the rest of your life and how that's going. Because if you tweak elements in your life, you know, are you still going to be depressed, you know? And this is the biggest thought that I have at the moment. I'm thinking, well, look, I'm, I'm stressed out of my brain. I'm not sleeping very well. I'm not living the life that I want to live. Mm. You know, I'm drinking a bit more booze than I than I than I should be. I'm not. My diet's been shit. Um, or has, my diet hasn't been amazing. And mm. you know, I look at that and I think, well, what would my depression be like if I practice what I preach? If yeah. you know, I was healthier. And it sounds simple, right? Like you laugh. Like it, it sounds so yeah. get, so simple. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and so when I think about my depression now. I don't want to keep on telling myself I've got this imbalance. I need to take this tablet. Like I want to be able to think, cool, Matt, what can you do to improve your mental health? What can you do to, you know, shrink this depression down? Like my old man has depression. His old man has had had depression. And, you know, I really don't want to go through life thinking like I've got this this illness Mm. and it's stuck with me when, you know, if I wasn't drinking as much booze, if I was – you know, um, eating eating better and connect, connecting with the right people and removing the negative things in my life, then what will this depression look like? Mm. Would it be the same? Would I still need this tablet? Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, but you know, at the moment, the reasons behind why I am drinking a bit more than usual is because that's what I turn to. Mm-hmm. And this is just me being honest. I'm not suggesting anyone who listens to this to, to turn to alcohol, mm. but I hit the end of the day and I'm feeling quite stressed at the moment. So having a beer or two, you know, makes me feel better. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't think I'll ever be sober, um, but I know I've got to rein it in a little bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess the answer to your question, in the, I answer these questions pretty long. <laughs> you know is just depression to me at the moment is just trying to i'm trying to stay on top of my health i need to stay on top of my health because a big reason why i'm not doing the things that i want to be doing yeah like i was saying before about getting over this next hurdle is probably my health yeah like if i could get over you know focus more on my health and my life um you know pointing my my life in in a better direction i'd be able to focus more on my on my future, if that if that makes sense, I hope yeah, that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the one of the messages that I really try to get out through this and say stuff I do on social media and 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 all all this, I guess any avenue I can is particularly where I changed my outlook on having ha- having access to depression and even changing my language to it, just to say saying things like having access or having rather than me, like having depression, which, yes, I do. I have it. I, have, I can experience it. I can experience it, and I can experience anxiety. I can experience I used to be depressed, Matt. I used to be. There was, there was most of my life I could say I probably had it. From, from, from remembering from like around the, from, from the age of around 16 onwards, um, I, I had experience and, and wanted to sleep a lot of the time. That's how it comes out of me. I wanted to sleep. I never really turned to substances as a as a way to deal with depression. It was more I just wanted to sleep. That was my thing. Don't get me wrong. I still had party drugs, as we talked about before, but it wasn't necessarily a way to deal with depression. I just I wanted to go out and party and have fun. But I, I guess um, you know, I've been able to recently kind of, um, I'll recently say in the last four to five years, it changed my outlook on on why why it happens to me. Why does tired feelings come in, real tired feelings come in, um, and why does, say, ang- anxious feelings come in and anxious thoughts come in and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that, like, I, th- ha- you know, I think I've been able to change it in a healthy way. And it doesn't mean anyone else has to do it, but at least I know it's healthier for me. So it's like 
And I, and I think I might have mentioned to you on your podcast where I'd, um, I started writing a book back yep. in, uh, back in uh, 20, 2011. And so one of, one of the chapters I'd written back, back then, I can't believe it was like 10 years ago now, was that these things, <laughs> I still can't believe it, like that I had this thought back then, it was crazy. Um, uh, these things say feelings of depression and feelings of anxiety are things that are going off, uh, like the inner warning bells in, inside us, going off saying something's not right. Say, let's focus on depression. So anxiety is very different, although they um, comor- comorbidity means it will probably experience both. So if you have depression, most likely you experience anxiety. It doesn't mean it has to, but generally it means you probably experience, if you want, you'll experience the other. But anyway, let's focus on depression. So it's like when depression comes in, how I was able to change it, and I feel really fortunate, like, as in change my outlook on it, was that I see it as a warning alarm. It's telling me something is not right. And even when I spoke to a, a doctor of psychology, Dr. Um, Dr. Marlisa Morea, who I've had on, um, on the podcast, she was saying how her, her view on it, and I guess uh, research says that people believe it to be something that slows you down. It slows you down for a reason. It wants you to make changes. It wants you to see something. And if you weren't made to fucking slow down, you probably wouldn't be able to make the changes because you're in the moment. You've got all this fucking stuff going on. And so I guess your body and or maybe the universe, whatever you're fucking connected to, uh, it slows you down. And so it's like going, you know, that warning alarm, something's going on. And so like I was able to change that. And so my perception of it, when it comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing something right. I've got to make changes. So making that connection to what you were talking about before, what can you make in your life? What can we change in our life? So it's like, whether it's, uh, no, say for me, eating healthier, getting up earlier, not sleeping in or re- focusing, not getting so distracted on other things that I love getting distracted by, but it's not healthy sometimes. All those, all those little things, I was able to change my perception of it. Um, and, like the, and I think there is a massive misconception, Matt. I'm sorry, I should be letting you talk. Sorry, I'm talking a lot, but I just no, want to go. This is good. This is okay. go. go. I, I wanted to, I think there's a big misconception Um in in say the mental health world in a world like yeah particularly in australia where i think australians like talking about it more and more which is fucking great that we're getting it out there but i would love to get the message out there a bit more maybe people do and i'm just missing it but the perception that say okay you experience depression but yes it's not a random black cloud that decided to be above you and now it's just raining bad times on you or bad feelings or whatever it is or you know like a say um say like catching catching the flu or catching a cold like you you accidentally like a touched a pole at someone that was sick that's something you know a handrail or something like that now you've got that was random that was by accident that's that's not how it is so our physical illness is one thing and you know sometimes we can get things that we're just by chance but i think the feelings of depression we've led ourselves to be like that by actions that we have performed through accident, maybe, yes, but there are things that we have done to get there, which means in reverse there are actions that we can perform to get ourselves back out. And then when feelings come in like like that for me, when I start getting tired, very tired or um, I, like I'm, I don't have as much energy or whatever it is, I know it is now to, it's, it's now a sign that I'm, I'm going off track. I'm going off track in some way, whether it's off track um, in, you know, for my real purpose or uh, as a, whether it's those daily things I've been doing or whatever it is, I'm just going off track in some way and it's my, my, uh, my brain's way that is connecting to that universal energy, whatever it is, to tell me something's not right. I want to change that perception that, perce- uh, that depression is an accident and it's just randomly chosen you or something that you're, you're suffering just because it's, um, just because it's, you know, the, the chemical imbalance. Yes, there's the chemical imbalance. Yes, 100% is that. But there is also so much more power that we have to change that. So... That's sorry. I, no, I, no, no, no. This is it's see the thing. This is what I believe anyway. With these podcasts, it's better to have a conversation rather than you ask me a question, I answer. You know what I mean? It's better. It shows that you're invested in this thing with me. So don't apologize <laughs> that you're talking. This is I, it's just such a passion topic for me. I just like a lot. Hey, me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I think that we are so easy to create excuses. Right, like you were speaking in in our interview, in the interview that, that you did with me, mm. about just you had this mindset where you're you knew which path you're going to take, and I feel mm. like, 
and which is the positive one. I feel like we can either take that positive path and think I'm going to make the changes or mm. we're going to think about play the blame game and go, well, I'm miserable today. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to eat like shit. Yeah. And that is more the path that I've been turning to. I don't mean to. Yeah. I don't mean to, yeah. you know, but it's easy to go, fuck this. I'm stressed. I know if I have a beer right now, I'm yeah. going to feel happy, yeah. you know, and I, I do. I have a beer and I'm, I'm not against having a beer. It's yeah. just more having a beer for the wrong reasons. And then yeah. how many beers do you do? I, do, I, do I consume, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think there's just such power in taking the right path, in taking that path of, cool, I know I love the what you were saying before, about the um the the rain cloud like following you around mm. i love that but to get rid of that rain cloud what are we doing are we just fucking having a whinge or are we actually putting the steps in place to get rid of that rain cloud mm. like are we thinking okay cool well look maybe i'll go to bed a bit early tonight and i wake up you know earlier tomorrow so i can have a better day tomorrow mm. you know i know that's going to make my depression feel feel better it really does it's not rocket si- it's not rocket science mm. What what do you think? What do you think it could be the difference of like for people like and I've experienced the same thing as you. I know I should be doing things and that would make me feel better, and it, and it doesn't always. What do you think that point is like? That for, you say you, um, say with yourself that you're talking about having a drink. What do you think it happens when you have a drink when maybe sometimes you know you shouldn't or have more than what you should? What do you think happens? Well, I think it's just like subconsciously like rebelling. I think yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's the fact that I know I probably shouldn't be doing this right now, but I'm doing it. It's like I'm treating myself like shit. It's kind of like, this is going to sound pretty hectic, but it's kind of like self-harm in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Like as in not self-harm, that might not be the right way to put no, it. I get you. It, it, could, it, could, yeah. it could be. It could be. It's, it's, like, it's like, yes, it's like, it's, like I'm, um, it's like I'm punishing myself. Okay. I guess. And again, this is just stuff that's coming out of my, of my mouth right, right now. You know, it's yeah. not stuff that, yeah. um, another, another thing I like about this stuff is it, you haven't sent me like 15 questions and said, Matt, this is what I'm going to ask you. Uh, because this is how this great stuff comes, like not the great stuff. I'm not saying that how great am I at talking, but the right stuff kind of comes out. And a lot of this stuff I haven't actually thought about before. Mm. Like why, why do I turn to that? Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I guess there's the obvious of if it is to get drunk. I mean, you think about, you know, that's an escape, mm. right? It's like if I'm feeling shit right now, if I know that if I have, you know, a bit to drink and I start to get a little bit tipsy, I might feel better. Mm. So there's there's that element to it. But then there's definitely is the element of like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but by rebelling, yeah. it's making me temporarily feel a little bit better. Okay. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I love what you said there because I reckon that, that punishment part, there must be a, a thing that we, we do um, and, and, and maybe, maybe there's a part of us that we think if we punish ourselves enough, we'll be able to snap ourselves out of it or something like that. I don't know. There's, it's because when, sometimes when I, as I said, when I get, um, get down and I want to sleep more, sometimes I know I should get up and I don't and then I'll punish myself for not fucking doing it. And then sometimes I think, well, if I can make myself hit rock bottom, I'll fucking I'll, I'll shoot back up. So I, I don't know. There's just I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to that. I can yeah. really, yeah, to the point where it's like, well, fuck. There's only only one way to go now, isn't there, Matt? Whereas, <laughs> why did yeah. I have to wait? Why did yeah. I have to wait until I hit that rock bottom? <laughs> you know, when I could have just put a tiny little steps in place, which I do. It's not like I've thrown everything out the window. Like I've changed my life, so I'm playing basketball twice a week. I get to pick yeah. up my son from school every day. All of this stuff that's that I didn't used to do, which I now do, which I really want to add to my life. And it's not always going to be perfect. It's not like my whole life is always going to be, you know, I'm going to wake up in the morning like, yes, let's fucking go. I'm going to, I get to do this and that. And you know what I mean? But yeah, um, I'm definitely adding certain areas. I've just got to like, I've got to pick it up a little bit. Okay. Um, you talked about um, medications before. There's been times I've, I've, I've say in the last, fuck, since 2012, I've probably been on and off four or five times on um anti-anxiety, anti-depression medication, and I've got a good understanding of it now that um, and I've become more familiar with how it works, why it works. So if, if anybody is listening to this thinks that an anti-anxiety tablet or an anti-depression tablet makes you happy, you're wrong. 
what it does mm. is that it levels levels you out. It levels out your um, your ser- serotonin levels, um, which kind of is, is about mood and that kind of stuff. And and the, the sensation that I liked the most is is um, and what I so what I needed the most is because um, my mind used to race, and when my mind races, uh, and I and I like I have a really short fuse, and I get angry, and I can. Okay, I had the potential to do things that would get me in trouble. Um, that's what I like because it slows me down and slows me down that like particularly when, when you're in a situation like you are now when you need to think things through, that's what I like liked about the, the medication is that it slows you down. So it's like um, where I used to like follow a thought even if I didn't want to, it can kind of you can see thoughts and then maybe be slow enough to go, oh, I'll go with that one or I'll go with that rather than just be following following one, whether it's unhealthy one. So that's what it kind of does. It slows slows down. And, the, yeah, so the anti-anxiety and anti-depression are pretty much, depending on which one you're on, but that's they're pretty much the same. They're the same tablet or the same medication. But, uh, yeah, so if um, if anyone thinks that it makes, just makes you happy, it's not, it's not what it does. It kind of it levels you out and slows you down so you can kind of make changes in your life. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, look, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I wish it was like an ecstasy tablet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. it's not. It's like I take it every night, and I'm like, I don't even. I only notice a difference when I when I try and come off it. You know, okay. like I, yeah. I feel like it does do stuff to help me out. Yeah. Um, and I re- I changed my tablet yeah. a couple months ago. Okay, so I see this great psychiatrist in Sydney, yeah, um, Dr. Mark Rowe. If anyone's listening from Sydney, he's amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think every, firstly, I think everyone should be seeing a professional. doesn't matter who you are or what you suffer with, whether you suffer with anxiety, depression, nothing, you know, whether you don't have anything, everyone needs some form of mentor or some sort of coach to, to help them. And, you know, for me, I've got a great psychiatrist and also, I see this psychotherapist as well, who's a, who's a, who's a legend and, you know that with my medication, it all kind of it all it, it all kind of works. But mm. going back to what we spoke about before, like if my life was better, mm. uh, and just certain elements, like I live in a beautiful home in a beautiful area with a beautiful family, so I've got ticking so many boxes. But you know, from a work standpoint, that's the one thing that's kind of holding me back. So yeah. you know, I know that even when I even when I am good, I should be seeing a professional yeah you know do you yeah. see someone uh yeah I, I i have since since 2009 um i when i kind of re- really realized i needed to um yeah I, I i do and and um and how can i i felt almost bad last year when i when i kind of reconnected with one because i'm like there's so much more people out there that actually have like mental health issues but mine aren't mental health oh no sorry mine aren't severe mental health issues mine are more like like I, i'm extremely lucky that i've been able to get on top of my mental health and i'm, I'm at a, I, I, I can i'm happy to say it. i'm at a high level of mental health like nothing will fucking ever get in my way nothing will ever get in my way i might be this is what i love I, about you yeah that, oh, like I, I know it. i will always get up like that's that's not a thing I'll, I ever need to worry about, but I guess what I still try to figure out is how can I refine that even more. Now, the, the, but just because I will never give up, but doesn't mean I'm always happy. So that's what I wanted to change. I didn't just want to be someone who never gave up because that, what what that always what that tend to tend to mean is that I like I almost like to get into fights, <laughs> well, not just fights <laughs> with people, but just like um, just things to figure out. But I just like. I, I need to kind of balance myself out a bit more. Anyway, so that's what I go to someone for. And I've kind of, the more that I go, the more that I can refine why, why I'm there and try to understand, understand myself more. A lot of it was about childhood stuff and figuring out why I think a certain way. Um, so, yeah, I definitely see someone. And, and I think um, I see someone now. And I, I think where, where I get, where I think I get probably most of my success from it is because I'm probably because I get we're we're in this field. I also study psych, and I I've always got this natural ability to just think through things all the time, but in a health, healthy way. 
Um, and I just like, I'll think about it. And then the, the psych that I see is more about just bouncing my ideas off someone. And sometimes there'll be some, uh, like, you know, things that they might give you suggestions, but it's more about just talking things through. It's like, uh, anyway, yeah, anyway. So, what, how good does it feel though? Like yeah, being able I, to actually, and that's because yeah. people come to me like I'm the mental health guy, which I'm just a dude who cares, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I say, well, look, I'll listen to you. Talk to me. Tell me, tell me what's going on. I'm not going to go and, you know, the first thing I want to tell you is go and see a professional. If yeah. you've got depression, you know, yeah. if you need if you need me to kick you up the butt a bit and go, oi, start yeah. running again or, you know, or, you know, just well, it's pretty easy to be able to give advice to a, to, to a friend, yeah. you know, um, they'll come to you. They'll, they'll come to me and say that their lives fucking turned upside down, this and that. And it's pretty easy to go, well, look, do you think it's because you're partying, you're still bendering every freaking weekend? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, good point. But I'll always send people to a professional because yeah. we should all be, I feel like we should all be seeing one and just being able to bounce, as you say, bounce your ideas back or even yeah. just get shit off your chest. It's like, well, yeah. I'm a, you're the professional, so I'm paying you money. I can tell you anything, yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas when you're just talking to a mate, yeah. you're not going to be as inclined to say, when I was 12, I fucking did this or, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's true. And and, and um, I think one of the things, like, you're comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it. Like, I could be at a barbecue and, like, with any kind of person around me and if someone was to to ask whether I see, see someone, I'm like, yeah. Like, mm. and, like people, like, I, I know there probably is a stigma out there. Uh, well, not probably. I'm sure there is a stigma. But not not in my head, as in like if someone wants to ask and talk about mental health and what I've done to like I don't care where I am, I'll talk about it. I'm, but I know I'm fortunate that way. Like I, I don't give a fuck about what people think in that way to what I've done to to get where I am. Like if people are like oh you see us, I fucking don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't it doesn't bother me. I guess I'm fortunate there. Yeah, I'm the same. But I think a lot of people cover up their emotions as well. I think if anyone's ever going to give you shit about seeing a, a psychologist, yeah. I think that they've probably got something going on. In Definitely. Their is, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's true. Like, well, yeah. If you want their details, here you go. I'll give them yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> um, one of the other points I wanted to hit on with you because it came up before, uh, what's, what is your understanding of low self-esteem? What does it mean to you now? Yeah, look, it's um, it's a really hard thing for me to talk about, to be honest, Jamie. Which I'm very happy to talk about, but it's yeah. it's hard because I wish I did think higher of myself. Yeah, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just me being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been a long time since I've been able to look at myself in the mirror and really be, you know. Not just, you know, like the way that I look or whatever, but I'm very hard on myself. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's hard for me to see the positive in something, you know, like about myself when it comes to when it comes to myself. Like if I run a, a, an event and it was like my very first mental health event, for example, one conversation, which was just fucking amazing. I want to run one in Melbourne, actually. Yeah. And um, it was absolutely unreal. People were fucking, everyone's crying in the audience. Like, it was just, it was mind-blowing. And the amount of, um, when at the end, when when my when I said, because I had like a board of people, and when I said, oh, does anyone have any questions? The whole room went up, right? So, like, I did a really good job. Yeah. But as soon as the event's over, I'm thinking about the negatives. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, fuck, you know, how do, A, how did I look? B, you know, did people actually get out anything out of it? C, it went a bit over time. You know, mm-hmm. or this person, whatever. Like, I'm straight away. I criticize myself straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks, man, uh, especially from like a um, – I used to be shredded, like fully like fucking eight-pack, like, you know. <laughs> that was probably covering a few things up, but, you yeah. know. And it's hard for me now that I don't look like that. And I have put on a bit of weight through, through COVID and, yeah. you know. I'm so, yeah, I'm so, I'm so hard on myself and it's something that I really want to change. Um, Don't bother asking strategies on how I try and improve that because (laughs) I don't really know, you know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, I've always, and I've always, I feel like I have always been a bit like this, even when I did have a great, a great body and stuff like that, I still was able to pick myself out a little bit. Oh yeah, but I don't look as good as that person or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, 
it's okay. a again, it's it's not something that I've really spoken about much with people. Okay. Um, I speak about the anxiety, the depression, the panic attacks, but as far as self-esteem goes, um, I think it's as well when I'm around people, I'm like the I'm fun, I'm happy, I'm energetic, yeah. I'm you know that's just what people see me see me as. But if yeah. they really knew deep down that I was like thinking in my head like oh fuck I look I, I look shit today I wish I did this yeah. and you know yeah yeah well I'm glad you say that because it's the reason in 2009 that I didn't know why why I started seeing psychologists and in 2009 when I was seeing someone after a relationship breakdown after maybe the third session or second session she said you have low self esteem and like I knew from a like a long time ago that similar to what you said, I wish I felt more about myself. And particularly the last couple of years, the last three or four years maybe, I had still, still had that thing. I don't know what it is exactly that makes you go or makes you recognise that you should think about yourself more. I, th- I don't know exactly what it is. I think I, I think I know a little bit, but I don't know enough to explain it right now. But that that's all right. Uh, yeah, I was after like three or four sessions, she'd mentioned that like I, th- I think you have low self-esteem and then we went into this kind of stuff. Um, you know, about what, what possibly could have caused and all this kind of stuff. And then, like, maybe on, like, the sixth, sixth session of, like, the Medicare plan back whenever it was, she said it she kind of started talking about it again. And um, and as I said to you before, like, I'm a big fan of changing the way we talk about things. I even I said to my psych, <laughs> I said to her back then, I'm like, I don't like how you say that I've got low, low self-esteem because that's not how I want to think about it. I want to think about it that I've got self-esteem, but I'm only fucking using a small amount of it right now. I'm going to figure out how to use more. I'm going to figure out how to get more. Um, and it was like, <laughs> I didn't say fucking to her anyway. I, I, said that <laughs> I said that exact thing, but without swearing. It's like I feel like I'm putting a limit on why that I say. So if you say I've got low this or low that, it's like, well, you've got this. It's like, no, I'm only using a small amount of what I actually could have. And then it was a little bit after that, maybe another year or two after I'd kind of let it sit with me, try to figure out some things about how I could change. I then started uh, seeing the psych that I'm still currently seeing, and that was in 2013 now and f- until now. And he gave me this great way of looking at it that I think. So there was, I think there was two things he spoke about, or maybe he just spoke about one and I found the other one out just in, in life. One of the things he spoke about, one of the concepts of self-esteem he spoke about, which I, I still feel so strongly about, so cool. And it still means that it's different for everybody, but it's the concept that probably it sums it up well. So it's like some people see self-esteem as like a chessboard and the more, more pieces that they take, the more wins that they have, well, they can gather self-esteem. And some people see self-esteem as uh, like still playing the game of chess and just playing the game, just playing the game is their, is their self-esteem. They might win, they might lose and they, you know, and I think that's probably the more healthier one. There's just p- being part of it and p- putting in your best and, you know, and having ups and downs and just going with it, that's self-esteem. And I, I really liked this concept. Like you could take either one of those kind of things in there or even make your own kind of version of that. And I think that's, that's what I did. And I remember saying to him, uh, after that sat with me for a while, I spoke to the psych and I'm like, I really like that concept of, of the chess game and self-esteem. And, but the way I kind of see it is just like, so I'm playing a game of chess and I can say, imagine myself as the king, as, as I, I guess we would. You know, if we were the females, we might see ourselves as queen or whatever piece we want to fucking be on that board. It doesn't matter. I want, I'm playing this game and even if I'm getting my butt kicked <laughs> as the, and I'm the king and I'm, when I'm standing there, though, I'm standing there watching everything fall down around me, but I'm going to be there and I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. I'm going to be doing it with my fucking values in my pocket. I'm going to be living the life I want to live while everything might be losing and, uh, you know, falling down around me. That's how I saw self-esteem after a while. That's, you know, playing the game how I want to play it. So I've, I've really liked that kind of, that made me feel good of being out of How long did it take? Uh, How long did it take for you to kind of really develop this? Because obviously yeah. you can give people advice, you know, uh, about whatever, but yeah. it's about how you actually can apply it to your life. How long did it take for well, you to actually, you know, apply that to your life and start to feel better? I- I think probably so when if when I first kind of got like officially kind of told yeah in that kind of psych sessions that, um, back in tw- 2009 um, about low self esteem or having low self esteem I would say probably not until really recently maybe 2018 did I really start finding 
ways to make myself feel better. There's one more, one more thing of uh, self-esteem, a concept that I kind of find it um, through my own research, actually. It was actually when I started doing my psych degree that I found this, one of the really significant factors, people building self-esteem. And, it, and people can have self-esteem in, in high, in different areas. So there's like social self-esteem, say work self-esteem, home life self-esteem, personal self-esteem. There's like so many different areas and you can be high and low in different areas. So if you just think you've got one, it's, like, it's not the way it is. You can be so high socially and, you know, what, whatever. But I think the most significant factor of building self-esteem has been found to be when people live by their values. So I, I think that's where I probably struggled with it because I didn't know what the fuck my values were. And it wasn't until recently that I'm like, yeah, let's say the last few years, that say one of the most significant values that I love is me connecting to my work rate and my work rate of how much effort I put in. That's such a strong value to me, say getting up early and that kind of stuff. That's when self-esteem started to build, when I started to connect to my values. So everyone obviously has different values where it might be how you treat your family, how you treat yourself, how hard you work, or what, like whatever the hell it is. There's so many different fucking values like that people have. Everyone's so individual there. But when people can connect to their values, find out what their values are and connect to them and live by them, and if they stray off the path of living to their values, try to pull themselves back in, that's a significant factor that's been found to build self-esteem. And But it wasn't until yeah, in the last few years that I've been able to connect to that. So I've been working on it a long time. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I really do. I've really been trying to um, nail my my values at the moment. And it's, I, I find tasks like figuring out what your core values are. <laughs> I find it hard because you straight away think about, we can think about other people. Yeah. You know, like it's it's really hard. I don't know if that ma- that makes sense, but it's hard to think about. When I think about a core value, I really want to think about me. This is my core. This mm-hmm. is not based off anybody else. This is, you know, it's not like the values that I want other people to see. It's like the values that I want about myself. But yeah. that's good advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that away. I like that. I, I think that leads to another thing I wanted to get on in with you. Like as I said. What have, what change have you made with your, say, your podcast and the things you've been doing? Because you've really kind of, I felt you've really refined what you want to do with it. And it doesn't mean it's not, you're not set in stone, this is it now. But I mean, you've made some changes. You've been, you've been doing something a bit different, I've noticed. What, what's been happening there? I guess I've just really figured out what I want to do and the message that I want to promote. Mm-hmm. And um, I've become, just after speaking about not having confidence, I've become more confident in sharing the messages that I actually want to share. Yeah. And I've really just started to go at this. It's just speaking about Instagram, I guess, in general, Instagram and and, and, and the podcast. But yeah. just I know the messages that I want to give out and I don't ever want to tweak to make that, like I said before, based around anyone else but myself because as soon as I start to change my tone, and as soon as I start to speak about things that I don't necessarily believe in, but I think people might want to hear that, it doesn't land yeah. and I don't feel good about it. Um, but when I start to just edit these videos, which is me speaking, mm. um, and I know you're doing a lot of this stuff now too, mm. um, I get those messages out and I look at it and I personally fucking love it. Mm. No, I'm not saying I love the person that's saying it because of this yeah. self-esteem stuff we're speaking about, but the messages that I promote, I think I would love to hear that from someone else. Mm-hmm. I would love for someone else. Like my thing, Jamie, I want to make this world a happier place how I can, whether it's through my content, whether it's through the connection I have with other people, whether it's through showing up as a good person. Mm. I want to make this world a happier place. And giving the right messages across to people, and being expressing vulnerability and expressing the things that I believe is going to help other people mm. is the way that I've got to just keep on doing this moving forward. And, you know, I guess it was just a, a, a time in my life where I just wanted to be a bit more open with this stuff. Mm. Um, and I also like the feedback that I get from people. I mean, that's fucking positive, isn't it? You know, when mm. you get, when people, comment on something and when people say to you mate i have people from the u.s reaching out and saying matt you're changing my life through your podcast yeah and i'm like what the fuck like are you serious like <laughs> it's like you don't understand like i've changed my life because of yeah. the messages that you promote yeah gets me a bit emotional to even think yeah but this is what i want to do man 
This is, I want to have a good, I want people to live better, happier lives. Mm. If this dude on the other side of the world is getting stuff out of me speaking into a fucking phone or into a microphone, the messages that I believe in, then my gosh, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I will continue to share these messages and express this vulnerability for as long as I live because it helps people. Mm -hmm. It helps people. Yeah. And I, I, I do love it. I just want a big, like, in all seriousness, I just want a larger scale. I want more people to be hearing this message, yeah. not because I want everyone to be able to say, oh, Matt has 10,000 followers on Instagram now, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's not why I, why I do it, but I want to be able to run bigger events, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'll, I know that the voice that I have can help people and because it is helping people. Mm-hmm. But I just want more people to hear it. Okay. So what what would be some messages then that you want people to know? I don't, I'm not sure how long we've been going for now, but I'd imagine we're probably getting close to the end. But what are some of the, if it's three messages, one, five, what what are the messages? If you were to leave with this today on this, <laughs> what about people, what do you want people to hear? What do you want people to know? What what are the messages background wants to get out to people? Well, the, 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 the things that come straight to me, the number one thing that I preach, my yeah. friend, is surround yourself with good people. Uh-huh. I believe that what we have surrounding us is just everything on this earth. And whether it's, you know, your friends, your family, your work colleagues, whatever it is, who do you have around you? Because mm-hmm. these people have such a big impact on your happiness. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So if we can really figure out, there's that saying, you know, you are the five, You the, who you are is the five closest people to you. That's yeah. definitely not the exact sense. The it's like you're, you're the average of you know the five people closest to you. That's the, there you go, man. But that's it. That's it. Uh, John Roan, I think that's the guy who said it. But anyway, that is, I just believe so heavily in that. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with good people. Yeah, I also believe that everything in life happens for a reason, mm-hmm. um, and this is something I tell myself every day. You know, and it is such a good way to live because if the bad stuff happens, I can think to myself, "There's a reason why this is happening." I don't know why. It could be some fucked up shit, but <laughs> there's a reason why this is happening. Yeah, and I'm going to do what I can to come out the other end. Yeah, uh, which is something that you are all about, right? Like yeah. the way that you are, how driven you are, and the way that you start to speak when you're when you you won't fail. Like it's not an option for you, you know. And this is kind of what I mean by everything in life happens for a reason. If something happens to me, it's like cool. I'll come out stronger. I might be in a flat place at the moment, but I know that I'm going to come out of this stronger with a few yeah. more, a few more lessons. Yeah. Um, and I then I guess the final thing is just how you treat other people. You know, yeah. treat everyone with respect. Stop fucking judging. We're living in a social media-based world where, you know, you could go and so someone could send you a message today and say, you're a dickhead. You know, what you're promoting is moronic and I'm sick of seeing your face. Yeah. You know, like, but that's going to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. I just believe to treat that you treat every single person with respect. You don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know, you know, if someone, if you look at someone on the street who's heavily overweight, you mm. might think, <laughs> look how fat that person is. Mm. But you don't know if that person was uh, abused as a child and they've turned their whole life into, you know, eating food and being fat. Yeah. And so people aren't attracted to them. Yeah. So this stuff won't happen to them ever again. And this mm. is the stuff that people don't know. I'll rock up to one of my classes and someone else will say, oh, why does that person rock up like a bitch every single day? doesn't say hi to everyone. And I'll know deep down that person is on struggle street. They are struggling big time with their mental health. They've approached me with it privately. But this is the person that they're portraying and um, people judge. And I I just, it it saddens me, man. It saddens me when you hear people talking shit about other people and judging other people. And, you know, I want to live in a world where we're treating other people with respect. We're treating other people, people well and, you know, through those three things, surrounding yourself with good people, knowing that everything in life happens for a reason and treating people with respect, to everyone with respect will yeah. create a happier world. Okay. Like full stop. That's just, that's just what I, that's what I believe. Okay. That's unreal. That's, that's yeah. really cool. They sound like some core values, mate. Well, they are, look, they <laughs> are. You didn't, you didn't do these 
So I'm doing this podcast called The School of Real Life, which is, <laughs> you know, seven of my like, like my life principles. And these have been tweaked. My seven life principles have kind of been tweaked over the years. Okay. But the top three have always been based around that. It's always okay. been, it's always surround yourself. Because so one thing that I think about, it's like if I'm doing shit, if life's not going in the, in the right direction, yeah. who do I have around me? Yeah, and what I'm, what what I'm not just speaking about people, but what locations, what areas, what environments am I in? Yeah, you know, if I spend more time at the beach, which is a two minute drive, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happier. If mm-hmm. I spend more time with some of my best mates, I'm going to be happier. Yeah. If I'm going to spend my time away from this person and that person and, and away from that environment, yeah. I'm going to be happier. I'm happier. The people around me are happier. That's really good. Mate, that sounds like a perfect, perfect uh, area to finish on. So thank you so much for coming on today. Like, I knew it was going to be great. I know you're going to bring in awesome energy and you've done exactly that. So thank you so, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Mate, thank you for having me. Like I said, I love this shit and I really love being able to help people. And I hope that, you know, one or two of my messages has, has sunk for some yeah. people. So thank you so much, my man. Uh, what's, um, what's the name of your podcast again? It's Real Life with MG. The name of the podcast is Real Life with MG and my Instagram is underscore Matt underscore Grant underscore. Um, And yeah, that's me. Well, I'll I'll put links to both of those um, in in the show notes when this comes out. But um, Matt, you you were awesome and uh, I love your energy and I love what you got to say. So thanks again. Thanks, brother. You're a good man. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember to subscribe on Apple follow on Spotify and I'm on Instagram as well if you go follow me there too. I've got some big news coming that I can't wait to share with people. I look forward to chatting with you next time.